0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Friday Wrap Up with Greg Campbell, Paul Stevenson and David Warren. Get the latest of what's going on in Ottawa when it comes to real estate, mortgages and whatever else they want to talk about. Have a coffee, some laughs and learn something new each Friday at 10am.
1: Working its way through the interweb. The usual (laughs) surprise,
2: we're hiding behind an image, everybody. Let's get some listeners, let's bring everybody in here. Okay. Oh, there, there
1: they are, there's the beauties. Oh, I got to mute this, there we go. Oh, that's looking fresh. So well fun. done, sir.
2: So yeah, I'm just checking out here too. So we are on, okay, we're on, on my page. I believe we are also, oh no, wait, that's not the page I wanted to be on. We're also on Blue Panda Realty Orleans on Facebook. And it's sending the data to LinkedIn. Let's see if we get that. That'll be interesting. Mm.
1: I'm and, on LinkedIn, I don't see you Greg, but.
2: No, it, on, this, uh, on the third party app I'm using, it says that it's sending the data. So maybe it's still not totally uh, synced up. The interweb's is, is a
1: big place. The interweb, the, you know, the World Wide Web is a big place. There's
2: Greg. a lot going on. There's a lot going on there. So uh, mm. anyways, uh, everybody, welcome to the Friday Wrap Up. Gentlemen, this is, this is a big deal today. We have a guest.
1: No, I was, was gonna say that's the problem with four people is that you always you don't Who's want to talk talking? over anyone you want everyone else to have a voice you know
2: that was great anyways Mike Abrams uh, Kelly Santini
0: law firm my guy thank you thank you for having me thanks for um thanks for making it a, a square here instead of a triangle that's awesome
2: yeah. <laughs> squares are pretty solid yeah. I like that. I like that. And uh, so, so everybody, how, how's your week been? Why don't we just, uh, I, I guess I'll be like the mediator. Like you said, Paul, there's so many of us. So Paul, how, how was your week, Paul? Paul?
1: Uh, good. The week was good. We saw, I think um, you can probably agree with this. We saw a bit of an uptick, I would say in yeah. the market. For sure. um, people are going out there and it uh, seems to be a little more confident actually viewing homes. Uh, I know, yourself included, you mentioned that people, uh, you know, clients in the past that are maybe a little timid when all this started happening are a little more open to… What's that sound? Someone's got a speaker on somewhere. Mm, I don't know. um anyway so yeah so no it seems like there's been a bit of an uptick the last week so i think people are uh people are just getting more confident actually getting out and doing things as opposed to just going to the grocery store yeah um and you know with all the the headlines saying that things are you know we've hit the peak we're past the peak we're 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 over the hump you know there's some more positive news i feel like just just taking over so i think people are a little more optimistic now and that kind of you can see that trend going through all the different industries, right? At least the ones that are able to function currently has been a bit of an uptick, I'd say, in the last couple of weeks. Um, what about you, Dave? What have you seen on
3: your end? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely been a, uh, an interesting week in the sense that, uh, you know, you, really that ripple effect everyone I've been talking to that our other brokers are working for banks in the mortgage uh, space. They've seen the last week and a half, kind of those sale numbers, those purchase numbers come down, refinances and and everything, you know, ticking up. Um, So, we'll be interested to see that, you know, how that continues, uh, you know, as we move forward and and how long that lasts. Um, Yeah, it's been a little bit of a, uh, more of an interesting week in that respect, just you know, I think kind of you see with the with the wave in the uh, in the figures as well that I'm sure uh, we'll get to later, but um, of just listings, of perch, you know, number of closings, number of, of sales actually, you know, transacting that it's uh, it's kind of rippling for uh, now where it wasn't a few weeks ago. This is good, and Mike, how was your week? It was good. Um,
0: it's busy. we we've been seeing kind of like all. Oh, um, a, a bit of an uptick in, in the number of deals coming in. And I was having a conversation um, with a business colleague from down in Toronto and they're asking, hey, how's the market up there? Um, you know, the, 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 what they're hearing down there is that it, it is a bit softer. Uh, and over here, I was saying that, you know, this week, it's, it's been um, it's been good with new deals coming in. It's a busy closing week because, of course, it's the end of the month. As, as I like to joke with Greg, real estate agents have these weird obsessions with certain days of the month. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. You Sundays. Know, and, and the 30th and the 1st, you know, to yesterday and today. So that's great. We love when we can get deals closed and, and get, you know, get clients their keys or, or sell a property for clients. But we're seeing the deals come in, which is um, which is fantastic to see. Um, and and that's that's positive. So yeah, I think all in all, it's been a really positive week. So do you, guys, do you guys think that, uh, like, I mean, I'm
2: kind of of the mind that in a, in about a month or so, it's just going to be completely bananas.
3: Yeah, I think so.
0: The only thing I could see tempering that is the same issue we were dealing with before, Greg, is that the lack of inventory, right? So, you know, unless, and hopefully this is the case, there's just a ton of people who were thinking of selling their houses, yeah. We're about to drop the hammer once the snow was down you know, and everybody hit pause, understandably so, if all of those places come to market, which would be fantastic, and I think you're right, I think it's going to be, you know, a bit of a V curve, right, where it goes, you know, shooting straight up, as opposed to more of a, of a gentle upswing, which would be fantastic. So I think it's gonna be really dependent on what we see with the inventory, or are we back to, you know, you having to line up and make 20 some offers um, on a single property? That's, I mean, that's yeah.
2: the big scare, right? Like, is it gonna get even worse once everything's back to normal? Like, is, is it gonna be, re- <clears throat> ridiculous multiple offers or are we going to kind of see people still taking precautions you know and just kind of like taking their time a little bit more Um, maybe realizing that there's other things that are more important for them now since this all happened uh, Mm -hmm. a certain shift and and no one's rushing but I don't know it's uh, it's hard to tell
3: what do you guys think about this I I think it'll be interesting to see if the uh, when all that inventory like Mike was mentioning kind of comes back to market if there's you know there's a little bit of a dip in price because you've got you know some you know a lot of inventory hitting the market at the same time and then before kind of shooting up or whether it'll just be an upward trajectory um i think there's so much pent-up demand i know that uh you know constantly we're you know pre-approving you know People on a daily basis, uh, and that are you know constant, like just waiting in the wings, just waiting for for stuff to yeah. come on the market. And those and those people are you know that were there before that pause button are still there. Uh, but I wonder if it'll be uh, like as all these properties hit at the same time, whether it'll just be enough to satisfy that demand, or whether there will be people taking offers with conditions where that price might not not be as uh, as competitive or as high initially off the bat who knows it's so uh, it's such a weird landscape Dave how are pre-approvals going I know you and I had talked
0: a few weeks ago and you said there was a little bit you know it was taking a little longer to get people pre-approved you know the normal kind of one or two days to get the okay from a lender is taking a bit longer is that still the case or is it kind of sped back up
3: yeah, I mean, they're uh, because every, because all the banks they had to move to remote. Uh, you know, they might have been working in you know in their in their downtown Toronto office, and everyone had to access remotely through VPNs and stuff like that. Um, where a lot of the banks weren't necessarily set up that way originally, that they had to scramble to to do that. So. You know, much like federal government employees being able to access their systems for a brief period of time, it's not as bad for the banks, but uh, but it is it did cause a little bit of lag um, in their response times. Uh, But but by and large, they're they're back to normal, running as usual. The lag that we've been seeing really uh, is the turnaround time on appraisals appraisers aren't able to get into people's aren't able to go into people's properties where typically an appraisal is you know they pop in for literally three to five minutes snap some pictures you know they need a photo of the you know an open uh, electrical panel they need you know there's certain things that they need uh and then they can get out with now with covid they're having to do everything through the uh through this this the owner taking photos of things where they forget things or they're you know not providing the and they're having to go back and forth on, on things so instead of getting a report within a couple of days it's taking you know a week or two or or a week and a half um and even coming back incorrectly because they weren't able to inspect the property themselves and they're having to you know this week i had to get three appraisals amended because of uh of of errors uh, from the appraiser just not being able to inspect personally
1: and greg, greg uh, you actually you and i have a client right now <clears throat> excuse me we have a client right now that is basically approved with the lender but the uh, cmhc requested an appraisal so now the lender has actually is basically waiting to approve the file until they can confirm the value but they still have to wait for cmhc to actually do that appraisal to have that appraisal done so now we're you know we're kind of waiting in the wings it's been you know five business days now and there's you know we're kind of everyone's just kind of waiting there's nothing we can do to, to expedite that right so that, that as Dave said that's kind of we're seeing delays and things that we have no control right. over
2: You know, and I mean at least there's the late closing I don't think anyone's uh, silly enough to do something with a quick closing right now mm-hmm. <laughs> be a very... be surprised. You, you would be surprised oh yeah <laughs> really eh <laughs> so now, th- that's an in- that's an interesting thing to talk about because I mean I think that any agent or was trying to push for a, a quick closing right now is completely out to lunch I mean, it's just not good business for yeah. either side, right? Because it makes, it's impossible almost. Mike, what do you think about that?
0: Well, what I've been telling people is, listen, you know, you know, they're, they're giving us a date, for instance, you know, let's say I got one May May 16th, I think, off the top of my head. It's two weeks, you know, and two weeks seems like a long time until you realize, you know, you got to cut out a little bit of time on, on either end, you know, because you have to close the deal. You got to get your, your financing in order. So what I've been telling people is, Everything would literally have to go absolutely perfect right. for mm-hmm. that to happen. Now under our current conditions, how often is anything you do on a day-to-day basis going absolutely perfect? <laughs> mm-hmm. Nothing. So yeah, I mean, so you know, listen, is, is it a chance you're taking? Yes. Um, but at some people, I mean, you know, these properties that are really in high demand, they are still in high demand. And a lot of times, Greg, you, you can attest to this, the seller is saying, this is the closing date I want point period. Uh, and, you know, the buyers who are looking to be competitive are looking to come in at that. So it's definitely not something I would advise. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, as you know, if, if, if you have clients and, and they want this, and this is the one, and the seller said this is the closing date, you know, you're going to call me and say, can we do this, Mike? No, let, let's try. I mean, we'll try. You know, that's the whole thing. It's never a no. It's a we'll do our best yeah. to see what happens. But I guess, <laughs> I, guess like,
2: I guess like Paul and Dave were saying, like the biggest issue now seems to be appraisals. Like that's what's pushing everything back. That's like the yeah. biggest dilemma that we have right now in our industry, in getting deals yeah. done quickly.
3: Okay, correct. Yeah, like I mean, I waited. I waited, uh, I waited uh, four weeks for a commercial appraisal, uh, which t- which should have been you know two to three, uh, and still needed it edited. It came back incorrectly. I waited uh, on a residential just for a property in Constance Bay, that you know that took, uh, and another one outside the city, but. But both of those took three weeks, and even then, I still had to get them edited because of, you know, issues with the appraisal being just in in fact, you know, factual information wrong, uh, which then had to wait another couple of days for that to be amended. Uh, and and at the same time, when these the problems are, is that if it's if it's uh, values will come, you know, typically will come back fine because you know if it's a purchase, uh, you know, they'll be supported, but. Issues like I was having, you know, with what type of water source on this property in Conscious Bay, you know, they had as a lake intake when it's a well. Well, one bank said, we don't do lake intakes and cancel the file immediately. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, we'd been waiting on this appraisal for all this time for it to come in back incorrectly for that bank to cancel it and now be, you know, well, shit, now I gotta, now, you know, try and resurrect it with them. Number one, get it amended to you know what it actually is and now having to get you know get to working on it um, in hopes to uh, to get it done so it just causes uh, a lot of issues and people with and then appraisals with refinances again if an appraiser can, isn't able to go through the home they're not going to value that house as aggressively as they might have done 2 months ago you know f- For all those people looking to get max value on a refi right now if you can hold off maybe till september when you know when when an appraiser can actually go through your home and see the actual condition uh you know you're gonna probably get a better value than you will right now because there's so many clauses on that appraisal that state we because of covid we haven't inspected it properly their insurance is on the line like appraisers have insurance that covers them Uh, if uh you know if a person goes defaults on their house the appra- and the value isn't supported. When the bank goes to try and sell it, it kicks back to the appraiser, and their insurance has to kick in as well. So,
2: do you think that, uh, like, I mean, we've t- been talking about appraisals for the last couple of weeks. Do you think that, you know, now it was kind of like, oh, you know, uh, sellers are taking pictures of their house, sending them to the guy. Like, basically, what you're saying that some of these are considered inaccurate now. And like, yeah, I mean, and like they're gonna like we. Sh-
3: it's better to wait until like they can actually physically go back into the home. For a refinance, unless you if you don't need the money right now, I would say you know and and you know and you're and you're needing to push for that extra you know twenty k or whatever it is to get max value, right. I would say wait uh, a little bit. Certainly, you know all situations are different and and some people are needing to refinance, you know, turning it into a rental to buy another property. So that's more, you know, time, um, you know, time sensitive, but I would say, you know, values certainly aren't coming back as aggressive and, and rightfully so for that appraiser either. Why take, you know, for them, why take the risk if they can't inspect it? Obviously the owner is going to, you know, if you're sending photos of your place to somebody, you're going to pick the best looking uh, rooms Mm -hmm. of the house, (laughs) you
1: know, washroom, there's no washroom here. (laughs) (laughs)
3: no that's
2: fair I'm just uh, I'm just looking around here on my new setup guys are you are you following online have we had some comments come in just with my new setup I don't know if I'm getting any comments in here or not because I'm not seeing them come up and usually we have a bunch you seeing any there on the
3: page Paul are you looking
1: uh, yeah lauren made a comment uh just commenting on the excellent decor
3: um other than that Is no my, no questions making making a plug for santini gallery oh, that's Rick, all yeah. Actually, you know what i just opened it on my personal page too
2: oh yeah ricky skakem hey hey buddy up, Ricky. okay there we go um yeah sorry about yeah that.
1: i'm really i'm really interested to see like you guys were talking about that but with the supply and demand like once things do come back like we've seen even just with like a slight uptick in positive news there's more people out shopping like can I, I can only imagine like When the floodgates open, the amount of people that are going to not only want to shop, but I think list their home too. You know, they're going to get, I think, I think after all this, the mindset of people is going to be like, we can't wait. You know, like I think people are going to be way more, not necessarily impulsive, but I think they're going to have the mentality of uh, maybe not YOLO, but kind of uh, let's just (laughs) do it. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's going to be a lot of people just out there taking shots, thinking like, you know, this could all end tomorrow. Let's have some fun, you know? (laughs) So I think there's going to be, people are going to start thinking creatively. I think they're going to start wanting to maybe change some things in their life. They've been locked in their house for the last four months and they hate it now. Um, I think we're going to see a really stimulated market. And it'll be very interesting to see, I think, where prices go with that, stimulation you know
0: um That's what i was gonna say paul I, I, I was thinking people have been spending a lot of time at home right so if there's that one thing in your house that you absolutely hate what have you been focusing yeah. on for the last four yeah. weeks right so that yeah. might be just the tipping point to be like if know, it's like, your husband
1: you know uh well hey,
0: i don't i i have people that do divorces it's not me but there is yes. been, you know, there, there has been some some banter that there might be um there might be an uptick in some um, in some divorces or separations that come out of this but you know that house you might find right you know i'm i'm in our three season room because my wife's teaching kids on zoom in the basement so you know in hindsight two people trying to run home businesses and open concept house um doesn't work very well right so if that's going to yeah. be your long-term future again you might be you know the whole idea kind of open concept maybe that's even going to be a, a request yeah. for people if they're working from home more
3: mm-hmm. that's interesting and, and, sorry go ahead dave yeah, I was bringing it back to the uh, back to the '80s, where every every room is separated out and uh, and whatnot. A little reversal. It's but like we went you...
1: to our it's like when we went to our office on Elgin. We went in and it was like a 30 year old commercial space, and they had like little hallways with desks. that looked like they just slid some rookie in there. Uh, you know, it's like a 10 square foot area in the back of the yeah. room with a, you know no light. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's your boiler room.
1: So,
3: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, do, how do you, how do you, Mike? I mean, having you on, uh, you know, toss some some questions at you for for you guys moving forward. Like right now, you guys are doing remote. You know, you're doing, I'm sure, video calls and remote signings. And I know the law society changed things for you guys, uh, but then you've have your si- clients going to the office still and signing from the their car still. Uh, or are you guys doing. Yeah, so it's an either or. Um, Digital signatures, kind of like
0: DocuSign, still really isn't accepted for our documents, mainly from a lot of lenders. I personally think there's there's a couple issues with DocuSign I'm not the biggest fan of it I understand why it's useful but just I think it could be fine-tuned a little bit Um, so what we're telling people is listen we can do a zoom meeting or a Skype meeting um, but you're either gonna have to find out a way to do kind of a digital signature or in the best case scenario print the documents we'll go through them at the meeting you know I'll get you to put your ID up to the screen so I can check both sides of it and then you'll scan and email everything to me Uh, and that's what a lot of people Mm -hmm. do now a lot of people don't have printers you know don't have scanners or it's going to be something we're scanning you know because as you guys know some lenders are, are still very paper intensive with the amount of stuff we have to send back to them so it would be a bit of a yeoman's task to try to do that so in those circumstances we're giving them the option do you want to come to our office we'll send you the documents ahead of time we can still have a call like this or we can have a phone conversation to go over them and then when you come you stay in your car we'll bring the documents down to you you can sign them there um, we have a we have a dirty room in our office upstairs so after the documents come back we'll leave them there for the appropriate amount of time to let them you know whatever scientifically happens um, to get a clean space and that or even in some circumstances we had we had a client who had um, who was a diplomat who'd come back well they were quarantined right so they were in a hot they were in a hotel downtown so we had to physically courier the documents to their hotel for them to sign and then do a call and then have a courier go and pick them back up so Uh it's, it's really You know, any port in a storm, what's gonna work to get the deal done is what we're doing and really trying to work with the clients for what best suits their resources. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't want someone having to go out and buy a printer or something like that. Right. So it's the same when it comes to getting us money, right? That's a big question people have is you know, we have to give you our down payment and land transfer tax and all that on closing. You know, how do we do that? And again, it's options, right? So if you know some banks are gonna allow you to initiate a wire either online or over the phone, if you can do that, great, wire the funds to us. We'll give you our wiring information. That's not going to work if you have to go to the branch anyways, and you need to get a bank draft. Well, there's a couple options again. We're going to to our office. We'll send someone down to pick it up from your car, or you can go to any TD branch that's open and put it right in our account. So it, it really becomes um, trying to find some creative solutions to, to get these deals still
3: closed on time. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, Do you think that going forward the uh, law society will revert back like? And, and eliminate that like, in your opinion I mean there's no, no crystal ball yeah, but do you think- it's, it's gonna be interesting to see I mean I
0: personally mm-hmm. uh, you know as much fun as these zoom and Skype meetings are being face to face with people it is really difficult to replicate that you know you're trying to go through documents mm-hmm. you know on zoom or Skype and you can share your screen and get that but you're really not getting kind of the real I'd say same impression you can get in person not to mention you're not being able to connect I find with people really the same way. I, I say I've lost the best part of my job momentarily is I don't get to give people their keys very much anymore, which kind of mm-hmm. is personally a little bit of a downside because that's my favorite part. But I think going forward, it. it I, I think we're going to see, I think it'll be determined a lot of times by the lenders. You know, mm-hmm. the law society, again, has allowed us temporarily to do commissioning of oaths and to confirm identity via that. Are they going to continue to allow that and that's going to be informed by, you know, what their stakeholders, the other lawyers are, what they're seeing, you know, what the title insurance companies, there's two or three big ones, Stewart Title, for instance, you know, what are they going to put as their mandates in to, to make sure you have an effective policy and what are the lenders going to like? Um, you know, there's a couple of lenders, TD Broker Channel, right? They just allowed remote signing and remote ID confirmation middle of last week. Whereas mm-hmm. most of them had done that a couple weeks before. So it really becomes what's gonna happen, right? The other thing we're really mindful of right now is this is a right time for fraudsters, right? For people who are going to try to come in, take advantage of the situations, thinking that things have really become more lax, which they haven't, they've just changed. It's mm-hmm. not more lax. We're still doing the same things, we're just doing it in a different way. But they're trying to take advantage. So, you know, if banks are seeing that they their instances of fraud have gone up significantly in this time period because some people aren't being as diligent when it comes to the remote signings, the ID confirmation, things such as that, the wire confirmations before we send a wire. If I'm going to send you a wire, David, I have to call you and confirm that the the information you sent me is correct to make sure it was actually you that sent it to me. So everyone doing that and if they're not and someone gets caught you know um, as a victim of fraud what are the lenders going to think about that and how are they going to react to that so I think that's really what's going to inform it. I think it's going to be very difficult to pull it completely back after with seeing relatively how well it's worked. I think um, I think that'll be difficult, but the only time will tell.
3: There'll always be cases that it's that it's helpful, right? I mean, going forward, yeah. um, in my mind, we've always had on the broker channel side, uh, a lot of banks have gone away from accepting powers of attorney, because in a lot of cases, they're hard to verify. Yes. You know, they maybe were signed ages ago. Are they valid? There's no one around to, you know, that other person isn't really around to verify. Uh, validate or maybe the lawyer that originally signed with them is no longer working or you know or alive or what have you um so I, I kind of feel like in instances where you know powers of attorney you know you don't need to worry about that for a closing for real estate because you know if you can do everything remotely instead of somebody's parent or sibling signing for them they're you know still able to do a call like this um and or people traveling you know still doing the in person for you know 95 percent of them but i think it uh, i think it'll benefit in a lot of those closings, in in my yeah. opinion, it or, still doesn't change anything. Don't go on vacation when your house is closing, please.
0: No, uh, that, but uh, but there uh, are that mean, people that are ridiculous. What? You guys, uh, yeah, you yeah. guys got it so no. much
2: <laughs> harder than me. Eh?
0: I'm like I'm like digital. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah. So and and just back like Greg like DocuSign. I mean, for, from a. From a theoretic point of view, I think it's great, but it's it's just a little too easy for my liking, right? The anal paranoid lawyer in me is like, yeah. so I just click this like six times, and then the deal is done. I mean, I had to get my boating license last year, and that was more difficult to do than buy a million dollar house, for instance. Over <laughs> and I think they have the ability to make it a little more, you know, cautious, where. You know, you have to actually scroll through. So then, you know, if you scroll through the whole page and you then made the, the the deliberate intention not to read it, okay, but we've made you scroll through that page as opposed to just jumping from signature to signature, which mm-hmm. is allowed now. So you know, that's, again, that's my, you know, worry when it comes to that is, is the person who, you know, afterwards maybe has some second thoughts and all of a sudden says, well, I, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't know that, that, that I was buying a house. I mean, I just got this document sent to me and they said to click, right. so I clicked. Right. I, I I didn't
2: know that meant mm. i bought a place right well mm. so hey so- sorry to interrupt here but didn't did that involve paul was that with mike where we had somebody that that happened did that happen
1: i'll let the lawyer speak on this one with,
2: that, well, that was with you and eh? mike like someone called you yeah. and, and actually
0: said we didn't realize that we
2: bought a house
0: yeah <laughs> and 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 again, you know, unfortunate. You know, I don't want to get too far off topic, but one of the one of the modern societal things now is it's never anyone's fault, right? It's always someone else's fault. So it wasn't their fault they didn't read the contract. You know, it wasn't properly explained to them. It was was what they were saying. And the difficulty with that, of course, is you know if, if they if they're if they're bound to pursue that. You know, we all have our regulatory bodies. If there's a complaint made, you know, as, as Unfounded as it may be, you know, Touchwood, I've had a completely unfounded complaint made against me. It still took eight months right. uh, and a whole bunch of work to get your name cleared. So, you know, that's that's the difficulty and that's the fear I think that a lot of us have when it comes to, um, you know, comes to come people like that that come and say I, I didn't know what I was doing, and are looking for you to fix it.
1: And to be clear uh, about that contract, Greg actually was originally the realtor, and then they decided to go with a different realtor without telling him. So that is why that uh, it wasn't Greg that didn't go through the contract fully. Just to be clear for everyone listening, I yeah, <laughs> I mean, if only their realtor had explained it to them better. That was, uh, that was, that was a really
2: weird scenario, and uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I, I for, forgot about that exactly. But I, I had I'll, I'll I'll explain this a little bit, and for anyone listening, you might want to you might want to hear this too. I met these, these people and just very, you know, met them met them at the house and then and then they're like, oh, by the way, um, we've been talking to someone else. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, you know, I, I I didn't know and you know we we went on and had a conversation and then I'm like I'm like so I'm telling them all these things, I'm telling them I'm just telling giving them all this information and they're like, oh, that's interesting. The the other agent never mentioned anything about that, and that happened like three times in the conversation and I was like how in the world did did you not know these three things that any agent should tell you as soon as they meet you, basically, right? It it kind of blew my mind. So anyways, when I heard about that thing with you, I, I was just, you know, totally taken aback. I can't believe that they would think um, or that they didn't understand what they just did, and, th- and now yeah, I, I mean I don't want to get too deep into it, but here we are. <laughs> now. So it's like, did you d- like? W- did you think it was a genuine didn't know, or do you think it was? Oh man, we fucked up. We don't want this house. What can we do, Mike? Paul. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Ah.
0: Well, I'm going to uh, I'm going to try to avoid uh, talking Paul's going to plead the fifth. Paul's yeah, plead I'm the gonna fifth. Just, <laughs> I, my inkling, if I if I was if I was pressed if I was given truth serum, my answer would probably be that they understood that they were signing an agreement to buy a house, yeah. and they realized afterwards that in hindsight they might have um, put both feet and jumped in rather than just dipping their toe, which I think was what they'd initially okay. wanted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah they were trying to check the water and they got dumped that was that was they they slipped and fell in yeah the banks are
2: (laughs) enough of that hey but anyone watch it these things can happen be careful
0: well and that's why again that's why like like greg that's why when you have a client right you take before you even see a house you take them through the agreement so that when it comes time to move very quickly and make an offer it's they've they already know what they're signing you know what man i Mm -hmm. send
2: to almost, almost everybody that I work with, I send them all the paper. Like, even before we sign anything, I send them everything as an attachment. I'm like, just so you're prepared, this is what it looks like. If you have any questions, let me know so that when we're yeah. signing and it's last minute and we have to do it, at least you've seen it. You know, and, and regardless, half the time, the people, they're saying like, oh, we never even looked at it. We trust you. You know what I mean? So it's like, but at least, I, at least I've done my part sending it no, exactly. Mike's like, don't say yeah. that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we don't know. You can click, click, click. click. <laughs> just six clicks. It's just six clicks just buy just press them and we're done that's it just do it just do it greg makes it so easy
0: (laughs) this is too much um, you can lead them to water, right? You can't make them drink. You know, you can put everything in front of them. If they make the adult informed decision to not read the contract you've put in front of them, that's their own decision, right?
2: Yeah. I just, uh, before I forget here, I want to go into a question. It came up from uh, from Lionel. <laughs> it was just talking about the Zoom calls that you were t- talking about, Mike. Uh, he's like, open concept was great until it wasn't. Talking on top of each other or taking Zoom calls on the bed thumbs down <laughs> it's true though yeah, i didn't really think about it like that but when you're so it, when we're doing so much of it it's like okay you know i want to be somewhere else talking to these people which is what you're saying mike you know what i mean you miss that that element i
1: have you know? uh, i have seen <clears throat> on our end though i have seen um i've seen a lot of clients that typically would just not be interested in having a phone conversation they're more just like well send me an email Yeah. I feel like I'm having way more phone conversations now, which for us is its just so much easier to connect, yeah. as Mike said. Like, it's not as easy as right in front of them, but it's way easier to have a personal, like, rapport with someone if you actually have a, a phone yeah. conversation with them or Skype call as opposed to just emailing back and forth, you know? And um, I think clients have kind of started to trend that way. They just, like, especially a young, the younger demographic are like, just email me, you know? And oftentimes, like, well, let's set up a call. It's like, well, let's just start by email. It's like, all right, you know? Um, but I feel like more people are open to the idea of having an actual phone conversation now you know it feels like i agree uh, with that and it feels like we're kids again
2: you know and 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 it avoids those uh those certain emails where it's like wait a minute is this person angry with me right (laughs) yeah Yeah. the tone the tone of the email get me the file greg (laughs)
1: yeah um yeah no we actually uh, uh you were talking about i just want to loop back around on the on the fraud topic mike was mentioning because we have had a few people reach out through the website that are looking for uh you know have questions and then as soon as we do any sort of uh, digging, they just go ghost. you know they vanish and we never hear from them again. so there is definitely people you know anyone that is um you know is uh, maybe malicious or looking for those opportunities in the industry are definitely seeing this as like Mike said there's there's lots of holes there's chaos right now it's like mm-hmm. a prime opportunity for people to commit fraud or to kind of sneak through the cracks. Um, so we've really had to kind of ramp up our stuff on our end too. And we've, uh, you know, we've sat with our underwriting team just to make sure that everyone is like, overly due diligent and that we don't just assume anything right now. Um, because there is, there is a lot of things that, you know, especially every, most of the clients that we deal with are referrals. So they're kind of already vetted right. to a certain extent. Um, but those new clients that come in, I mean, you, you don't know them from Adam and you kind of have to, you have to be overly diligent and almost not trust them up front until you know, until you see, like Mike said, their ID and you can actually verify that they are who they say they are and they're trying to do what you're trying to do as opposed to just uh sweep one under the rug and find that one broker online that'll allow them to do it too.
2: right and it's yeah it's the important importance of information getting as much information immediately from someone new um a colleague of mine you know online lead rental and uh you know this is what we want etc cetera, etc cetera. uh high i think it was like uh, low or high twos to rent i mean which is that's a big chunk of income right and then Mm uh so they're talking and then you know you're looking at it it's like well that's almost like a third of what they make like that's that's insane then i start asking questions get the backstory and it's like uh no this makes no sense whatsoever like how how do you how do you think like why are you even trying to do this so that's like to your point paul it's like we need to get as much information as possible from every new person that we see or talk to before we even start wanting to refer them or you know send them to uh, our colleagues like yourselves or Mike like just saying yeah it's all good like we definitely have to
1: too, uh, definitely uh, someone in their two roommates getting their $2,000 serve a month eh? they got their six grand it's like let's get yeah. the penthouse baby <laughs> <laughs> don't
0: forget you're getting taxed on that sir uh, <laughs> and, uh, I know. <laughs> friends of the government are gonna come looking for some of that money back come tax time yeah
3: yeah oh for sure it, <laughs> To your point, Greg, about uh, about getting as much information upfront as possible when first talking to them. I'm also very uh, immediately skeptical when you talk to somebody for the first time. You ask them to you know get you their information or what you need, and they send you a package immediately, mm-hmm. and it's got everything in it and more you know that they are like, you know, right away back is up. Like they've either already been talking to somebody else or that, you know, I'm going to scrutinize this paperwork even more because why do you already have like (laughs) this letter of employment and pay stub like dated from last week? Why do you like, why do you already have these T4s in the same zip file and NOAs and, and, and ID and everything already ready to go? Like, and I've only just hit this email, like this send of this yeah. list you know, five minutes ago. Why the hell do you already have this? You're like hey, you're R-B- like, why R-B- am R-B-C I number two?
1: Broker package. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: why am I number two? I wanted to be number yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it's but but people that are you know trying to commit fraud and things like that they've already you know set. they already know what you're asking for they've already doctored those documents or what have you and and so they're they don't think about it they just think they're being due due diligent clients very and organized right way uh, where no client is that organized none
0: they also don't want to give you they also want to minimize the amount of time you have to scrutinize something right so the quicker they get yeah. it back to you and you know put yourself in the in the shoes of a colleague of yours who may not. Be doing as well as you guys are doing right and you know oh my god i got a new deal and that's awesome because you haven't had a deal come in in a while so you're really excited to see it and you might you know the things where you would normally be a little skeptical about you're going to kind of close your eyes and hope because you need that deal in so you know i think that also they always they're always trying to move quickly that's kind of one of our red flags as well you know when someone calls and they're saying hey I, i you know i'm buying this property from my friend we need to close it in three days you know the question. Always, I always I, a wonderful question is why? Why does it have to go? Why? Why does it have to go this fast? Why do we need to move this quickly? You know why are you doing it that way? And and really get an answer from them as opposed to just kind of sometimes they'll try to slough it off. Is really get the answer is to get to their why, and a lot of times that's gonna that's gonna f- poke holes right in into what they're trying to do. Why like is it's a- to
3: keep you on your toes it's to yeah. you know for when i when i call you and i send you that personal agreement that's closing in uh, in a week and a half it's, why, to, uh-
2: <laughs> it's true the, the the why question can just go on forever right like someone can answer a question you can be like but why and what else and what else like if you just keep, you- you keep asking that and you, I- you finally get to the bottom
3: Yeah, i think mike's response more is fuck david bastard <laughs> but,
0: no, but normally that quick one's got your name on it so i know that yeah exactly right. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah it's actually dave on the quick close we'll yeah, it down. I don't exactly that's exactly <laughs> yeah it's not clients uh, today <laughs> but to that to that point like mike said like if there is someone who might maybe even, is even new to the industry i mean we have multi tiers too right like we have an underwriting team we have a document fulfillment person that that analyzes this. we have multiple like you know four to six pairs of eyes looking at all these things all the mm-hmm. time. So the, the, the odds of something getting through, I mean, you'd have to be, you know, you'd have to be really good at, the, at your job to, to get through multiple eyes of like experienced people in the business. But if you're new to the business and you don't know what you're looking for, maybe, and you do have that excitement of, I can actually pay rent in June if I get close this deal. Um, you know, you might just, it's not even that you're purposely trying to overlook it. You might just not even, you're just too wrapped up in the emotions. You want to push it through and get it going. And it's like a unicorn, right? It's like, wow, this is too good. The client's so organized and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. to see you just kind of get sucked up in that excitement and momentum. And you don't really, analyze it as quickly as you do or as, as, as thoroughly as you should, I should say. Um, So I think to Mike's point, like you said, like, you know, we're, we're at least established enough now after seven, eight years that we, we can, you know, we have that business coming in that we can really take our time and analyze them. And also we have the team behind us that, Dave and I can actually take the time to look at those. And we know we have some behind us that's also scanning those documents before it even gets to the lender, So we have multiple screens to kind of catch that stuff. Um, it's not to say that it's not going to happen, but it just means that you know people that maybe are, as you said, newer to the industry don't have that team behind them. Might That might 100%. slip through the cracks a little easier.
2: And you guys do have a great team behind you. The,
3: um, right. Ottawa, we're, Ottawa, we well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate No problem, appreciate it. guys. Just dead silent. <laughs> um, the, uh, Ottawa doesn't have as big a problem as, as some of the other major cities as well. Like we're fortunate in Ottawa and you even, you know, when you talk to the lenders, you talk to the, uh, title insurers, things like that. It's, you know, there are fewer files, you know, I'm sure Mike, you know, files that get kicked back from from Stuart title or, or fct on your side is probably far fewer than your colleagues in toronto get um, i would imagine
0: yeah and then normally i'll start down there so the other thing we see is we'll get emails i mean i get an email every week from the law society about you know kind of you know fraud avoidance and and things that they've seen come down or the law society or the title insurer will say hey we just heard of this going on in vancouver keep an eye out and you're right we're lucky here that you know if that happens and it has a couple of times literally two days later i'll get a call and the script will be exactly the same as what they said was going to come in so Mm -hmm. that that is a benefit as you do see kind of in the bigger markets they'll start it there until they get tapped out of doing it there and then they'll look around okay where else you might I be able to pull this off a few times to look and see you know Ottawa's got a really hot smoking hot uh, market you know I might be able to get in there because people are um, you know are, are really up up to it with how, how busy they are and, and how crazy the market is and they may not be doing their their absolute due diligence
3: mm-hmm. that's that's a good point yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, either way, not to uh, put a damper on on uh, <laughs> everyone about broad uh, and everything, but it is certainly something that uh, is really you know kind of stemmed from the question of remote signings and whatnot and 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 e-signature. But it is certainly something that is important and and something that a lot of people don't realize is that real estate is the number one method for for uh, money laundering and for fraud, and it's you know the the dollar figures annually are just absolutely mind blowing. Uh, about how much money goes through the real estate market for for laundering, for you know, f- you know, for fraud. Even just if you talk to Stuart or FCT of how much, um, how much they stop on an annual basis, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in transactions annually they stop. At the lawyer's office, um, really, yeah. You know, when when looking to, to register title, it's it's pretty yeah. wild when you actually look at the statistics and the figures. And
0: it's also for the for our average clients. It's also the reason why we're asking you for all these things. Mm-hmm. It's the reason yeah. why you know you've already given you know you've already given Greg your ID, and then Paul and Dave asked for your ID, and then I ask for your ID, and then I'm asking again for your void check. Well, you've already given it, or you're signing the same document you've already signed. I'll be like, why am I doing this? I'm like, well. Because the lender has determined that in order to protect themselves and their investment, because don't forget they are lending you hundreds of thousands of dollars, that this is the way we have to do it because they have discovered that this is going to minimize the, the, the likelihood of a fraud of a fraud getting through. So you know that's the answer for why am I signing this again, or why do you need my ID again? It's you know it's not that we want to make your life difficult, or we want to make this pro this process you know more difficult or labor intensive on you. It's that by and large, it's dictated by the stakeholders who are looking to avoid the fraud. It is the golden rule, right? The lenders have the gold; they get to make the rules. These are the rules they make in order to protect their investments.
3: Yeah, and and if, I mean fraudsters are are. You know, smart I mean they're you know very uh, you know ahead on technology ahead on everything you know and on a lot of aspects and so that's you know to Mike's point of all those multiple checks checkpoints to make sure that uh, mm-hmm. that's going through and in our side you know the reason why you know we don't we don't want to ask you for a, a truck a semi truck uh, full of documents <clears throat> we don't enjoy going through all of these but uh the banks do the banks require them and it's it's stuff where maybe if you got a mortgage 10 years ago you didn't have these questions but fraudsters have gotten so advanced that uh you know we do need these and we do need to verify a lot of this you know information and, and double check. i guess
2: that's something that i don't really see because i'm the first point of contact that asks for ids so you guys see that? I, I don't, because it's me first, like, well, I just gave it to the agent, to the realtor, yeah. like, why don't, okay, so that's, so that happens, right? Eh? You guys get asked quite a bit? I mean, Mike, Mike, especially at the end?
0: <laughs> yeah, they're like, again, I just, I, I told Dave, I didn't want life insurance. Why are you asking me if I want life insurance again? And the answer is, because the mortgage company makes a ton of money off it, so they want to give you every possible opportunity All of right. saying yes. But yeah, and I mean, it's just—it's just the reality. And you're just honest with people that listen. I understand why this might seem a little bit of overkill or something. But this is what we have to do to get you the keys to your house. When it's all done and you moved in, and you know you're having your baby duck eats in your new house, you're not going to remember any of this. Right. Uh, but it's—it's it's what we have to do to get to the finish line.
3: They're, you're You're putting in twenty five thousand dollars. They're giving you five hundred thousand, yeah. and they're asking for two and a half percent return. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna ask you for a few items Free money. I, I wouldn't let I wouldn't lend my sibling money for that low an interest yeah. rate. like <laughs>
2: <laughs> or an amortization of twenty five years.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah <laughs> and, and,
0: and David, the family thing is interesting because I'm dealing with a circumstance on a deal that's supposed to close today probably won't we're buying so we haven't done anything but the seller borrowed money from their brother-in-law and they made a deal with the brother-in-law where if they sold the house the brother-in-law would discharge the mortgage and so okay they sold the house it's great we're going to close on this until two days ago when the lawyer calls me and says the brother-in-law lender won't sign off he won't discharge his mortgage
2: (laughs) why you don't know
0: that, yeah, that's
2: wow. is that bad um, turkey
1: at Christmas, say? That's the holding fa- that that for is.
3: ransom. That's when the the Kelly Santini family law lawyers uh, get involved too. So some family issues.
0: It's the other lawyer. So and of course, right now the other lawyer says well, we can't even get, we want to get a court order to, to, to enforce the contract and make them discharge, but the courts aren't even open. Oh, so okay. I did a bit of digging into it because I admittedly am not really up to speed most times on, on what the day-to-day dealings of the courts are, thankfully. Okay. I find everybody there is in a bad mood. Um, but what, what I did when I did a little digging and talked to some colleagues is they actually are hearing, you know, urgent motions and urgent cases where there's going to be, a significant you know monetary repercussion if they don't and this one's well into the seven figures so there definitely is going to be so we're waiting to find out if if we can actually if the seller's lawyer can get in front of um, whether it's virtually or written can get in front of a court and uh, and find out what's going to happen so yeah be careful when you're doing business with family is is the, the moral of that story yeah
2: yeah that's a, yeah. that's
0: a great story man crazy well, good luck with that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i suppose I suppose I suppose the thing I take from it, at least from myself from a selfish point of view is as the buyer's lawyer, I really don't have much to do. I can't get terribly involved except for wait for the seller's lawyer. now my bu- my buyer is understandably all at 6s and 7s and and is not terribly pleased with this development understandably and it's trying to manage expectations and find out okay what is it we're going to do you know can we at least give it a couple days to find out what the finality of the circumstance is and and see what's there they're asking us for an extension for you know 15 days after they get a court order and we don't know when that's going to be so that's uh, something we're probably really willing to agree to right now as opposed to find out you know, until we find out if the court's going to hear their case or not. So,
3: yeah. And how is this residential or a commercial? It's residential. And how, so from a, let's, so your buyer, and your buyer has no uh, relation to the sellers? No. no. So how and would it, is, it work if that court order can't, if that court order can't get it in place, uh, I mean, how does that from a from a, a, a contract to purchase that property go? What repercussions would your client have uh, to kind of go after them?
0: Yeah, so they will. I mean, we have to demonstrate today that we are, you know, the legal term is ready, willing, and able to close. So we have the money in our account. Before I got on, I confirmed with the lender the money has reached our account. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk to the other lawyer. Technically, you are supposed to have to actually send the money to their lawyer to show that you're in a position. Most lawyers are going to waive the requirement to do that if you confirm to them they have the money. So once we show that we are ready to go and we can, in fact, complete the contract, if they can't, and they can't present us with a, a an amendment or a, a an option that is agreeable to us, acting reasonably, of course, then they would be in breach of contract. So at that point, then, our client's going to have to assess what their losses are. And that might include a loss of opportunity. If they had plans for this property where they were going to, you know, uh, reno it, and then and flip it and put it on the market this loss of opportunity for them might be big if they're not able to find a similar property and because of that they're gonna have to get into the rental market for a while or you know what happens if they're not able to close for six weeks and mortgage rates skyrocket from then or if something happens and for whatever reason they can't get an approval in the next time hopefully my buyer isn't listening to all this Um, (laughs) I'm getting scared but you know those are all things that have to be taken into consideration so we may not even know what their losses are, okay. and and that's the difficulty because a lot of times when it closes, and I think Greg and I have been over this, that you know the standard forms that the real estate agents have, one of them is called a mutual release, which people generally, when a deal doesn't close, uh, get signed. The, the the repercussions of that form is once you and the other side sign it, you're not allowed to sue anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. So in these circumstances, you are actually specifically not signing that agreement because you do not at any point want to waive your ability to bring a claim, and you have two years, right, to, to, to bring a claim under the limitation period. So it's um, it's going to be an interesting one this afternoon. When this is off, I can check in and see if we have any developments or not. But um, yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. going to be today's fun.
2: Yeah. Well, at least, at least uh, we're all still
3: working just... and having a little bit of fun here, right? Eh?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the benefit or the uh, the fortunate thing I should say about uh, about all of our industries is that we've been able to to adapt to to kind of the times and, and been fortunate to still be able to work, um, which definitely don't 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 take we, you know I know none of us take for granted or anything like that. So it is a. Uh, but we also had the time so to bring back the Friday wrap up. Huh, that's yeah. true that's true which by the way for anyone uh, for all you people watching uh we do have t-shirts and mugs coming oh, soon
1: yeah. oh you cats and kittens you
3: know? <laughs> yeah so and
2: so, and so what, what do we decide we're gonna do with that boys we're gonna do we're, we're gonna give away a bunch right we're gonna kind of like we'll we'll, we'll uh, have people uh like the page post up we'll give away a bunch and then we're gonna have the shopify store set up for t-shirts and um and mugs uh, you know, because I, I did notice when we started, obviously we're all out of coffee now, but we were all drinking and I'm like, oh man, that would be just, just be so good looking. All of us with our Friday wrap-up mugs. Well, it's, it'll be like the show is real. It'll be like the show is real. It's really happening. It is. And we started the page too. Everybody watching, you can go to the Friday wrap-up. Um, yeah, so
1: explain what we're going to do with that, Greg. We're, we're going to post up all the videos afterwards and I think... Um,
2: yeah, we're going to so capture as of them. next
1: week, we should have everything uh, on Spotify, uh, yeah, Apple to uh, iTunes and so on. I'm
2: hoping two weeks because uh, I, I just have a couple other things to do. But yeah, I'm going to start on that on Monday. So it just depends on how long the turnaround is. I have to upload them to the uh, to one one spot, and then they kind of distribute it to all the channels. It takes about three days. So yeah. Um, anyways, that, that's going to be cool. It'll be you cool. You take care of that technology. Yeah, that's, that's that's my de- department. I, th- I think it'll be cool though to have an audio version of this.
1: Yeah, you know, I agree for people when they get back um, to commuting. Yeah. More, and sure. they want to know about real estate news from two months ago. <laughs> well, <laughs> what was happening uh, May 1st? No kidding.
2: Put up past episodes. Um, oh, geez. Yeah. All right.
1: Well, thanks a lot, Mike, for uh, for joining us today. I really That's appreciate it. We God. really appreciate the insight. Um, I think we're quite ready to wrap it up. What do you guys think? I think so. Almost ready? Right? Yeah,
3: 50 minutes. That was yeah. a long episode, boys. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Appreciate you uh, coming on, Mike. And, uh, and you'll have to fill us in... Uh, on on what what transpires uh, today.
0: Yeah, we'll um, we'll we'll see. I'll, I'll definitely um, let you guys know what um, what comes of it if we get a resolution. If I was a betting man, I'm betting we're probably going to push it to early next week before we get a resolution, one way or the other. Um, yeah. But thanks for having me. It's been fantastic. It's 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 a nice way to spend a, a Friday morning, that's for sure. So, um, if you guys have any questions, or if anybody who's who's listening or watching have any questions, feel free to um, to hit me up, and we get you answers pretty quickly. So awesome.
1: Can I hit you guys up with a couple, a uh, couple mood yeah, boosts here? finish us off. Friday yeah, mood boost. Yep, go ahead. Um, did you guys hear about the doctor that performed uh, surgery by correspondence? Nope. He's being sued nope. for male practice. Oh. Why don't crabs give to charity? Because they're too shellfish. Oh damn. <laughs> All right, last one. Last one. Uh, why did the farmer? Why did the farmer name her most rambunctious pig Ink. So it kept running out of the pen. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. All right. Wow. That's I, wow. I
2: actually like that one the best. I do. Yeah. Wow. Okay, guys, that's it. All
1: right. We'll see you later. They're, get, they're getting worse every week.
3: <laughs> you mean they're
1: getting better exactly exactly all right guys boys, have a great yeah.
0: weekend a gong? can you get a gong for when he does those oh yeah i should have oh, a gong we yeah know. we should get that oh
2: yeah you know what i can actually do sound effects with this app i use here i'm gonna have it for next week yes amazing <laughs> wait a minute hold on hold on one right, second guys. don't go anywhere oh. yet don't go anywhere yet hold on here we go oh no are oh. <laughs> i
1: think you already Logo's up. Nice closing. Go. All right, boys. <laughs> See you later. Have a good weekend. All right. All right. All right. Peace Peace
0: care. guys. The Friday Wrap-Up, brought to you by Blue Panda Realty Orleans and Referral Mortgages, podcast recording and editing, courtesy Big Stuff Productions.